Welcome back, Giants fans, to the latest edition of the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. We are still 67% British, 33% Irish, and with new head coach Brian Dable now on board, we're 100% Giants. Uh, I come to you from a state of self-isolation as COVID has finally got me, um, but I'm not going to let some silly little virus stop me from bringing you the latest from across the pond, so we're here as scheduled. So in the space of three episodes, we fired a head coach, let the GM retire, I say that very loosely, uh, and hired both their replacements, and to discuss all things Brian Dayball, Shane and Kev are in the house, how are you guys? Yeah, not too bad, all the pieces are currently pretty much in place now, um, it's senior ball week, which is um important process on the road to the draft, essentially, so yeah, things will start hotting up from uh, here and out really in regards to draft content, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's all steam ahead now. You know, uh, Brian Dables stayed behind to uh, get his staff together. Um, Joe Sheehan's down in uh, Mobile, Indiana, uh, Alabama, to um, to see all the prospects under senior bowl. So it really is like full steam ahead now. It definitely is. Um, I mean, we're what a week away from the Super Bowl, um, and we're already looking ahead to next season. Um, unless you're you know, spoiler alert, Cincinnati Bengals fan or LA Rams fan, you're all looking forward to next season. Um, but yeah, more about that later. Also, like this week, we'll have a look at the candidates who, well, we were going to look at the candidates who could become our offensive coordinator, but we'll go more into that in a second. Um, and plus, we'll talk about Grant, Patrick Graham's future with Big Blue. Um, and then lastly, we'll sort of recap um, another fantastic weekend of playoff football. As the uh, as the conference championship games decided who would fight it out in Super Bowl Fifty Six, um, but before we get into things, obviously we are all aware of the situation involving Brian Flores, um, and here at the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast, until really anything comes more of it, um, we don't feel that it's right to discuss or comment on it. Um, but with that being said, obviously we don't condone any form of discrimination whatsoever. Um, so we'll let that. You know, happen what happen what happens, um, and then obviously when what when anything's decided with it, we'll we'll come back to it at a later date, if needs be. Um, so it was announced on Friday last week that Brian Dable was to be the twentieth head football coach of the New York Giants. Um, and now, if you'd listened to last week's episode, you'd have heard that what we thought of him, um, and how we'd all be extremely happy if we were to hire him. Um, now that we have hired him and we've had a few days to let it sink in. Um, are you both still happy with him? Uh, and what are your thoughts? Uh, what are your initial thoughts about him? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with him. Like I said last week, you know, kind of like on one hand, there was there was Diable, the the offensive minded, <clears throat> excuse me, the offensive minded head coach contender, the only offensive minded um, potential head coach we'd interviewed, or there was the other option was Brian Flores, who was the vet- veteran in comparison to Dable. And for me, it was like six or one half a dozen of the other. I've got no issues with it being Brian Dable. Um, I'm not too interested in what he had to say in his press conference, pretty much like Joe Shane, you know, the Joe Judge things put me off listening to press conferences, to be honest with you. Um, I do like the fact that he seems to have a little bit of a sense of humour. Um, he was ribbing one of the uh, reporters for turning up a little bit late. He was ribbing uh, Chris Bizignano from the Joint Insider podcast, um, saying when he spoke, he was from South Carolina, basically taking the mix, saying, you know, they don't get much more New York than you do. Um, so I like the fact that he seems to have a little bit of like banter about him. Something we've never really seen from, from head coaches since I've been following the Giants anyway. Um, but, you know, I'm just pleased that we've got it sorted. The GM sorted, the head coach is sorted. Looks like the DC is going to be sorted and the OC. So, like, you know, as we said, things are in place now. And, you know, I just hope that, there's not going to be too much pressure on him. Um, you know, we're not. I'm, I, I personally am not expecting a Josh Adam like season from Daniel Jones this year, and I think that's what a lot of people are hoping for. Um, we'll just see how the season pans out. If we turn into the next Bills, then that's a bonus. If he puts his own imprint on the team, that's great as well. Yeah, I think um, it, was, it was always my number one hire as soon as. Uh, Joe Sheehan was in the building. I, w- I wanted to pair them together, to be honest. I think um, they're really good pairing on the same page. Um, they're going to come in with the same... When they were talking about the same vision, so um, wanting um, 
the head coach and the GM to have this shared vision and um, take the organization in a certain direction. I really hoped that um, they both would be selected. Um, and um, I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed his press conference. Um, all the things that Sheen said, um, I thought it was a positive press conference. Um, we can't sort of, you know, press conferences are what they are. Do you know what I mean, like he, he, he was there in a smart suit. He wanted to be in his sweats, you know, looking at film and getting his coaching staff together. But he went up there and, you know, did his thing. I mean, like one thing that, one thing that really stood out to me was um, they've all, like everyone's admitted that Daniel Jones w- wasn't given the tools to succeed, like, and, and they've done everything to mess him up in the last sort of three years. Um, and, and yeah, like I said, the main thing that stood out for me was he said that he wanted Daniel Jones to bring him like plays from the last three years of the Giants and even plays from Duke when he was at college that he's comfortable with and he's going to build the offense around what he does well. Um, I think that's brilliant. I think like, you know, he will have he will develop his own offensive scheme with the new OC that we'll get onto in a minute. Um, and it will be their scheme, but to have 15, 20, 25, 30 plays that Daniel Jones already knows and is already comfortable with that are kind of go-to plays for him. Um, I, I think it's a great start, and I think um it's sort of like a great attitude to have instead of coming and going, This is my scheme learn it he's had to learn four offensive schemes in four years why not if you're going to get him to learn a brand new offensive scheme why not pepper in or you know drop in some of the stuff that he really likes and he's really comfortable with um so that was was one thing i took away that i was um pleased with yeah man it's almost like he's he's got his bread and butter that he can that he knows he can go to and he knows like the back of his hand and now let's design a playbook around that um what i quite like obviously about dave was the fact that he was at Alabama in 2017, so he's kind of got that that college mindset as well. As you know, he was OC at Alabama and obviously won in the national title, so he has that sort of college mindset. And what he's done at Buffalo in the last few years, their style of play does kind of remind me of college games sometimes. You know, depends. You know, depending on what plays they run, whatever. And and Josh Allen, you know. Look at how much he's been developed in the last couple of years. Look how much he has come on. You know, it'd be wrong of us to expect that from season one and under under Joe Shane under Dable. But you know, if it happened, brilliant. But it'd be so wrong of us to even expect that or even dream of that or even think about that. And that if that's going to happen, um, all you know, all we really want to see is this is a fresh start for us. We've had ten years in in. In the basement, really, we've had ten, ten. These last ten years have been ten years to forget, and we want to get back to winning ways and get back to being the New York Football Giants and being that, you know, that big team in the NFC East um, that teams are afraid to play, not teams that are going to look forward to and chalk up the win every week when they come to play us. Um, one thing I like about Dave Warren, I've said it to you guys beforehand. He's a big man with a beard, and for those that know me they know i'm a big man and, got, and i've got a beard too so hats off to him and i'm looking forward to seeing what he can do but a couple of things about him if you didn't know obviously he has five super bowl rings with the patriots um he's had a top five offense in the last two years in buffalo uh, he's 34 and 15 in, re- in regular season over the last three years uh, and three and three in the playoffs over those three years as well he was 2020 ap assistant coach of the year um he helped to develop josh allen into one of the top five quarterbacks in the league uh, last year, Buffalo were well. This to say, last year, this season just finished. Uh, Buffalo uh, were third in the league in points per game, twenty eight point four, and fifth in yards per game at three hundred eighty one point nine. Um, as I alluded to, he won the national championship in twenty seventeen with Alabama, um, and he was also tight end coach in New England between twenty thirteen and twenty sixteen, uh, and coaching pretty much future Hall of Famer Rob, Bron- Rob Gronkowski there um so he's worked with big name players you know he's worked with big time players um and he's worked with big time organizations you know over the last 20 years there's no bigger organization than the new england patriots and he spent most of his career there so far um so i'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do he brings with him a lot of success um and some very impressive offensive statistics um do you think you can carry that over to MetLife and bring success back to our franchise, or do you think it might take a little bit longer? Do you think the expectation of him is too high as we sit right now? 
Um, I think that's going to come down to like every every person's individual. I mean, like you know, you look at me since I've been a Giants fan, it's been pretty much shit in all honesty. So it's going to take a lot to be much worse. Um, but you know, in all seriousness, he's he's a rookie head coach. Let's face, that's what he is at the end of the day. So he probably is going to make some mistakes, and it's to be expected. Um, the key thing is learning from them mistakes this season. It was Joel Judge's second season, and he was making mistakes and not learning from them. And that was what was winding people up. So I think the key thing is if you make a mistake, just own up to it. I don't want to win none of this. I need to get back. I need to have a look at the tape and I'll get back to you and then never get back to anybody. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm it's optimistic and I'm hopeful. Um, I'm going to be interested to see what he can bring on the draft as well. Um, apparently he was the, the the main decider between the Bills drafting Gabriel Davis in the fourth round. Um, and, you know, anyone who's watched Gabriel Davis, he's, he's really coming on um, to the point where against the Chiefs, I think he had, was it like some ridiculous, like over 200 yards and about three or four. 201 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, if you can if you can spot that type of talent in the fourth round, um, which is not getting too much into the draft, but wide receiver could potentially need a bit of an upgrade for us. Then if you can add that as a bonus, that, that, that'd be even better. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a little while because like... Um... Even Joe Sheehan says himself, you know, he he's going to have to trim the um, salary cap. He's going to have to, um, like, I don't know, between seven and ten million over it at the moment. So we need to get under it. We need twelve million for our rookie um, rookies to come in this year. Um, so that's like twenty twenty million that is need to be need to be fined um, currently. Um, so yeah, so we're going to we'll see departures, we'll see restructures and stuff like that. Um, so this coming season, we need to just temper our expectations a little bit. Um, but as long as we see a productive offense, our defense played well and um, carried our offense, that carried our team last year. Um, we need both sides of the ball, all three sides of the, of the ball to, to, to be productive. And as long as we're seeing um, the ball movement, you know, we, we need to be scoring 20, 20 to 30 points regularly every game. Like too many times last season, we were getting nowhere near 25, 30 points in the game. And that's just that offense, offensive production is just not acceptable. Um, so we need to see more of that 25 uh, plus points a game on offense and give our defense a chance to 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 to, to keep people under under that so we can try and win more games. Yeah, man. I mean, we didn't score more than 30 points all season. Most we scored it was against the well, who are now known as the Washington Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can't help but laugh. How can you get worse than the Washington football team? Call yourselves the Washington Commanders. Get in. Sorry, Washington fans, if there's anyone listening, but your name sucks. Um, yeah, we didn't score more than 29 uh, the whole season. We, that came against Washington in week two. Um, and so really, like garbage time touchdowns as well. Exactly. We had a fair few of them. Exactly. So there was, yeah, there was just far too many times where we didn't score points. Um, Wouldn't you we, love you to know, see we... your defense protecting a lead? Oh man! If we if we if we ran out into a lead, I I reckon our defense could stand up to it and 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 protect that lead, no doubt. I mean, obviously our def our defense stats went down a little bit last season, but that's because we were chasing the game. You know, we we we've come from behind in every single game, pretty much, and our defence was gassed the whole time so they were just you know being picked off and you know yards being put up against them when they couldn't really do anything about it um, but yeah I mean I'm I'm quite you know I'm, I wouldn't say I'm too optimistic at the moment because you know like you said Shane we, we can look back at a press conference and you know like two years ago this time two years ago Ago, we had the press conference with Joe Judge, and we all bought into what he was saying. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely sort of a bit more cautious about um, what he had to say. But I like, I just liked his general, you know, just the way he spoke to people. Like you said, the banter he had with reporters, um, the way he came across, I thought was really good. Um, and yeah, I just, I just like, I just get a good feeling from him. You know, I, I, I he comes from, like I said, he comes from successful franchises. I mean I know Judge did he came from um from New England. Um but as the special teams coordinator, you know, he didn't he yes, he obviously fit the bill at the time, but 
you know, he didn't necessarily have that offensive mind that we really need, we really lacked over the last two years. And I think with um, with Dable, I think he brings that to to the team. Obviously, we've got Patrick Graham in as DC at the moment, and we I'm I'm sure we all hope he stays in that position. We'll come onto that later anyway. Um, so we don't really need any help on the defensive side of things. It's the, it's the offensive side of, of the ball we need help on. Um, and obviously with our with our new OC as well, which we'll, who again we'll, we'll discuss in a bit. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how we can build that offense, um, and what and you know the fact that he's young, the fact that he's what 40, 44, 46, something like that as well. You know, he's sec- second head coach in a row that's is relatively young, um, and obviously he's he's hungry, he's excited, um, and he wants success. He wants to carry on the success he's had the last you know well throughout pretty much the whole of his career because he's had success in New England and now he's had success in Buffalo as well so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens um but yeah we've talked about his his first his press conference we talked about his interview um all in all I think it's a it's a good start it's a good starting point for us um and I think hopefully he can take us you know, further than what Joe Judge did over the last two years, and I think with a new GM on in in as, in the office as well, you know, who he's worked closely with, I think that can that can definitely happen. But it remains to be seen. Obviously, like you said, the the first step is building that coaching squad, um, building that you know a strong coaching team, um, which they which they seem to be doing at the moment. Um, you know, as as he said, his first priority is to assemble a strong coaching staff. Um, and like I said, we were planning on talking through the uh, candidates in line for the offensive coordinator role, but uh, in news announced just this evening, um, Mike Kafka uh, has been confirmed as our new offensive coordinator for the 2022 season. Um, now to save my voice for a few minutes, because uh, I don't want to ramble on all night, um, Shane's going to give us a bit of a background about Kafka and also the new coaches and staff we've brought in since Dable's hiring. So Shane, it's over to you, buddy. Yeah, so I'll just start with the um the, the hirings that we've had and then I'll come on to the the OC. Um so the Giants have brought on their uh, first known woman hire on the coaching side, bringing in Laura Young. Um she was formerly the Bills player services coordinator and previously football administration and assistant to the head coach. Um, she's joining the Giants as the team's director of coaching operations. Uh, previously, she, she's worked for the Ravens, Patriots and the Jets, which is where she first moved into coaching. Um, Bobby Johnson's joined as our old line coach, um, again, from the Bills. Um, it's a bit of a sidestep. He was the Bills' old line coach. Um, however, his contract was up this year, much like Laura Young's was. So that's why we've been able to kind of make a sidestep move with them. Um Johnson joined the Bills as their O-line um, coach back in 2019. Um, their O-line ranked 21st in 2019, 10th in 2020 and 17th uh, in this past season. Prior to that, he worked as an assistant O-line coach for the Colts in 2018. Um, so I believe he may have worked with um, Quinton Nelson. Uh, he's also worked for the Jags, Lions and Raiders. Um, and then the last one that we brought in from the Bills um, is she Tierney. Shea Tierney. Not sure where the first she, name is. Shea Tierney. Um, he was the Bills assistant quarterback coach and he's joining us as our quarterback coach. Uh, he was a football analyst and coaching intern for the Eagles from 2013 to 2015. He's also got a background at Alabama working as an offensive analyst from 16 to 17 under Saban and Dable and then became the Bills' offensive assistant in 18 and 19 before he then became the assistant quarterback's coach in 2020. Um, that's all the hirings we've made from the Bills um, and I believe that's all the hirings we're going to make. I was reading this evening that um, Shane and Dable don't want to like ruin, the rep- ruin their reputation with the Bills and just raid them all over the place. Um, and then coming on to our new OC, um, Mike Kafka. He'd been with the Chiefs since 2017. He originally uh, joined them as an offensive quality control coach before becoming the quarterback coach um, in 2018 and 2019. And then uh, from 2020, he also became a passing game coordinator. 
Um, there's been a lot of rumours saying that um, if the enemy had got a head coach job elsewhere, um, he would have been taken over as the Chiefs OC. Um, so obviously he's worked a lot with Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't think that's going to be a positive mood. It'll be interesting to see whether it's going to be Dable still calling plays himself with that background and maybe Kafka just helping out as and when, or if Dable's going to be a hands-off kind of guy. Just be interesting to see what happens there. Um, but, you know, I, I'm quite keen with the, um, the 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 Bobby Johnson hiring, in all honesty. Um, seems to have improved the Bills' O-line since he was there. There was a video out the other day as well on, on Twitter, um, just him talking about what he brings, the intensity. He's always shouting. He wears hoodies in the summer and everything. Um, and the reason he does that is so like you can get across to the players about their mental toughness. You know, if he can be wearing a hoodie in the summer in, you know, 20 odd degree weather, it's about that mental toughness, which I think we'd all agree our old line needs a little bit of anyway. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy with all them moves and I'm going to be interested to see the role that Kafka plays. Yeah, definitely. I think um, starting with the OC, um, I, th- I think it's a great move. I think we were definitely in for Ken Dorsey. I think um, although nothing official was... I think I think Shane knew that he would get he would want the Bills OC and stay working with um, stay working with Josh Allen. Um, so so um, talking about uh, Caps coming in, Caps coming in with you know that Chiefs offense has been electric. A lot of it is Patrick Mahomes obviously doing Patrick Mahomes things, but the play calling and stuff. I think uh, it was a collaborative effort. Um, I think Kafka. Not just, um, I think the biggest thing is learning under Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid is such a good coach. Um, being able to learn under someone like that, and being able to build an offense around, you know, picking things from Andy Reid, but also, um, I think I think he will call the plays. I think if we had a got Ken Dorsey, you know, Dabble, it would have been Dabble's sort of Bills-esque offense that he might have stayed calling the plays. But I think um, they'll work together, Dabble, um, Kafka and um, Daniel Jones as well to build an offense um, that Daniel Jones is comfortable with, and um, and then and then uh, Kafka will call the plays. Then, um, yeah, I think I think I think it's great. I mean, obviously, I just want us to go out now and uh, draft um, a nice uh, big tight end like um, um, McBride in the second round or something, the third round or something. Tournament and next Travis Kelsey's well. <laughs> what I want, I want dominant tight end is uh, do me. Um, but I think it's a really good hire. I think it's a positive forward thinking hire again. Um, and yeah, I mean, Shea Tierney comes with a good reputation as well from the Bills. Um, that's a good get because I thought like he might have got their QB coach full time hire, um, but he's he's decided to come over, um, which is a good good get. Bob Johnson, yeah, that's. I mean, the old line, like you said, they are fragile. They need sort of toughening up that mental toughness back to proper, you know, nasty, sort of like good New York Giants old line run the ball, get, you know, I don't want to say itch in the mouth because, you know, that was used last year and we, we saw anything but smash people in the mouths this past season. Um, but yeah, I think some additions to the old line. Um, and, and just building off the players that we've got because I think we've got talent. I think we've got some talent um, in our offense, uh, in our offensive line room. Um, and hopefully he can bring. Because don't forget, um, Bredesen's young, um, and Lemieux's young. Um, you know, Andrew, the, Thomas I think young. Andrew Thomas. You know, he took massive steps. You know, um, uh, if we draft someone in the first or second round this year. Um, you know, he's, he's he's got he's got some some clay to mold and work with, um, so I think I think that's a great hire. Um, Laura Young one's a, a, an interesting one, a good one. Like you know, uh, again, she comes highly recommended. Um, I, I think I don't know. Can you see her sort of staying on the coaching side, or maybe eventually moving into the front office, like an assistant GM type position, and move sort of that way? What do you reckon? Yeah, could potentially. I, I think it'd be quite nice to have a um, a, a female mind in there. And in, in, uh, you know, what I love I love the fact that we brought we've brought a woman on. We brought a woman on board. Um, you know, it goes to show the the way the league's moving. And you know, we are in the twenty first century. Are all about gender equality, and I think it's great we've actually finally brought a, a female coach on board. 
um, and it's 2022. And I think, yeah, she's got the potential to move into the front office if she wants to move away from coaching, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're all, they're all good hires on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I mean, our wide receivers coach has, has, has just gone to the Bears. So I think the the, 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 the OC's coming in now. Kathy will build to pick his um, running back coach, wide receivers coach, tight ends coach. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think we, we might see some movement there over the next week, over the next week now coming. Because by the time we hit the next podcast, you'll be, be here about um, updates with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, they all seem to be really positive hires. Um, and then, you know, then we can talk about the defense as well in the end or two. Yeah, I think obviously we, we've the fact we've made so so many moves on the offense really goes to show that that was the that was the key issue that we had last year that's where the strengthening needed to happen um you know we we spoke about rob sell coming over from louisiana at the beginning of last season and it for him it just didn't work out um he's now gone off to florida i believe as their oc off to the gators as their oc yeah it just didn't work for him um in fair you know good luck to him hope he does well in florida um but i think he's back in this sort of natural habit sort of natural um surroundings in the college game. I think the college game suits him obviously suited him more than the uh, the NFL did. Um so yeah Bobby Bobby Johnson I like um the, I like him coming in as our offensive line coach. I think he'll be great for um the young guys on the offensive line because the Bills O line um has been pretty strong, pretty solid. Um so I'm looking forward to see what he can do with them. Um, yeah, Laura Young. I like the fact she's come on board as well. Like I said, it's great to have a uh, finally have a, a female um, in the coaching staff in the twenty first century. And Shay Tierney. Um, I didn't really know much about him, um, but yeah, it, you know, nice. To see, you know, he's he's obviously helped to develop Josh Allen um, again as as Dable has as the OC. So it'd be. Great to see if they can help. They can help to develop Dan Jones and and really sort of push him on and get him to the point where he's um, actually worth giving his fifth year option to, rather than after the end of the season get see you later. You know, um, Mike Kafka. I must say, the fact that he's thirty four years old, um, he's he's a young offensive coordinator. He's got a great offensive mind. Look at you know, just got to take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs the last four years. Um, you know they've rebuilt their offense last year. You know they lost. I think th- was it two or three big names on their offensive line, and they rebuild and they come back and they're in the title game again. Um, they lose. Um, who is the receiver they lost the, in free agency last year? I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Watkins. But, yeah, Sammy Watkins. That was it. Lost Sammy Watkins in free agency, and they rebuild and go and move on from there and. You know, I think out of, out of the three main candidates we had, um, he was the one that stood out for me, and I, I, I'm loving his hire. I think it's a great hire, and I think he, him, and um, they were working together. Two great offensive minds working together to improve the the weakest um, area of the of the team um, from from the from the season just gone. I think they can hopefully work wonders and and improve our offense because god don't we need it um yeah exactly when Dable came in as well he said his first day in the in the office he came in and like there was because the blizzards were really bad there wasn't many people in but one of the people that was it that that was in was daniel jones in the, like doing a workout you know trying to get himself ready for the new season because daniel jones knows he wasn't good enough you know last year and the team wasn't good enough last year because um, they've they've got to pick up the front office, uh, Joe Sheehan and Dabati decide by the second of May, I think, for his fifth year option. So we sort of like Daniel Jones has a, has a has between now and then to work with Kafka, work with Dabo, you know, show Joe Sheehan, you know, that he can be the QB of the future. So um, and for those who know, the fifth year option um, would be twenty one million dollars. The, the, the thing is, though, that for, to me, there's nothing Jones can do between now and May that will make you take that fifth-year option up. Everything is on tape. You've got to go what's on tape because anyone can look like 
Tom Brady in training. We know pads on, not getting hit. You've got to go with what's on tape. And what's on tape, you cannot take up that fifth-year option. You just can't do it. Yeah, it will be interesting. I mean, like, if he goes out and earns a new contract, then you pay him the, what, 30, 35 mil per, per year. And you, you te- that, that, that's the risk it comes with. He, unfortunately, he's not put enough on tape to justify a fifth year at 21 million. And unfortunately for us... Fully guaranteed as well. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just not not shown enough at all. I don't think there'd be be many Giants fans that would say that he has shown enough. He's not. Um, but You're gonna but anyway. I dig- we digress. It's, it's a gamble. It's a gamble, isn't it? It's a gamble. It really is. Do you go with it or do you not? And like I said, you've got to look back at majority of it. You're going to look back at his tape. And I do. Uh, I do think if the Giants take out that fifth year option. I think straight away, Shane's putting himself on the back foot, in my opinion. Because if he takes up that fifth-year option, I'm going to be thinking, what on earth are you doing? That That's a Dave get on the move. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that's just my opinion. It's a big decision to make because do they see that guy as the future of this franchise still? They want to, they've obviously come out and said they want to work with him. Yeah, that's great. But... Just by saying they want to work with him, is that saying he's the quarterback of the future? Or is that saying they're going to see what he can do this year and then potentially look elsewhere next year? They, they have spoken you know. about plan B, so... There's got, there's got to be a plan B. There's got to be a... There's the, obviously, plan A is Daniel Jones works out. Plan B is he doesn't and they go with someone else. Plan C is all hell breaks loose and, you know, go with some, we go with a complete... Completely something completely different, um, but obviously, with there's so much change going on in, in the offensive coaching room, in on you know the offensive side of things, um, it's quite nice to have consistency on the defensive side of things, um, and it's consistency that we've had over the last two years. I mean, granted, I, I know we slipped back from was it 12th in 2020 to 21st, I think, 2021 season in defensive ranking but like I said that, that's a lot of that's the the scoring was done um because we couldn't get off you know we couldn't get off the field and when we were on offense we three and out three and out turnovers 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 so the defense were on the field the majority of the game so they would have, would have knack yeah. they were tired exactly exactly you know if the defense is on the field for 40 minutes of the game you can't expect them to to hold a team on you know to to a field goal here or a punt there, you're going to give up yards. That's it, exactly. Um, like, because our offense, like you said, it was three and out, three and out. We, we didn't consistently sustain long drives to be able to give our defense time to rest and they were just getting gassed and, and we suffered a lot of injuries again. And um, it was just so frustrating and so demoralizing for the players. So. Yeah, man. And I think, like, you know, I think back, thinking back to the the early part of the season, I just think the the massive, massive loss on the defensive side of the ball was Blake Martinez. Um, you know, we kind of forgot about you know the fact that because of the the season was so awful, you kind of forget that actually this this absolute ball hawk of a linebacker, this absolute beast of like middle linebacker. You know, our defensive captain was missing. Captain machine. Our mate, absolute machine. He was missing for the pretty much the whole season, so it'd be great to see him back. Um, in 22 and it'd be great to see Patrick Graham back in 22 as well obviously he's been interviewed for Vikings head coaching role um, does his future lie in New York or does it lie in Minnesota what do you guys think see I I, I wouldn't mind I know what you want I, I know I, what I, you I, want I wouldn't mind if he went I really wouldn't for tell me, the listeners why you wouldn't mind if he went the, the first thing I don't like I don't like he's Bend, don't break defensive mentality. I just, I hate that kind of, you know, oh yeah, we'll give up a field goal. Well, no, don't, let's not give up, let's get an interception or let's let's force a punt. I don't like the bend, don't break. And then you throw in the fact that we get two um, third round draft picks for him as well for a team that needs, you know, them two third round draft picks could be potential starters. You, you know, you, you could get a running back in the third round. You could get a guard in the third round that could come in and plug and play from the start, if not the start, maybe midway through the season. Um, 
and then you know I'll bring someone like um, Martin Dale in, and I, I just I, I'm I'm in the camp of if he goes, I'm not going to be overly gutted. In all honesty. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the way things lie at the moment, I believe Minnesota are trending towards, I think, Kevin O'Connor, the um, LA Rams OC. I think that, that, that's, that's where it's trending at the moment. I mean, Harbaugh came in from Michigan, had a nine-hour interview, um, and he um, went back um, with the tail between his legs and told Michigan he's, he's staying at Michigan. Um, um, yeah, so I would, I would... I kind of agree with Shane. I mean, I think... Uh, Wink Martindale, I think, is a very good uh, defensive coordinator. I, I, I love what the, the way the Ravens have played defense for a long time now. Um, I think that he would come over and slot right in and get to work and, and still have a productive defense. Um, but I think Patrick Graham, I think he um, he has played well. I think we, the GM, done no favors as well. We need a premier pass rusher. That's something we haven't got. A premier pass rusher. Um, so we're trying to play. He, he, the whole thing about Patrick Jones' defense was like blitzing, um, getting pressure on the QB, playing man, single high coverage. Um, and the problem was we just weren't getting to the QB. Um, uh, our linebackers um, weren't doing it. Um, we were picking guys up off the street to play linebacker. Uh, uh, Ojulari played really well in his rookie season, really well. But as we've discussed before, he's more of a high-end two than a number one pass rusher. Um, so he had to go back to playing zone, more zone defense and more bend-don't-break because we weren't able to play the, the real attacking style because he did have the personnel, uh, the player personnel, and that comes down to the GM. Um, so I'd love to see if we can get a premier pass rusher with five or seven in this draft, um, working alongside... Uh, Sexy Dexy, uh, Big Cat, and Ojolari, um, and then being rotated in with uh, Roche, seeing what other Smith has, um, getting a decent linebacker and stuff, you know. So it is a more case of, okay, Patrick Graham, get Joe Sheehan to get you the pieces you need to play your proper defense, and let's see what that looks like. That's kind of where I am. Yeah, I think looking at the um, looking at the candidates, you know, Wink Martindale. I think the Ravens, the Ravens to me are defense. That's what you know. Lamar Jackson has changed that in the last few years, but you think historically over the last what twenty years, their their defense has been their their outstanding um, unit, and their defense is still pretty pretty solid and pretty outstanding. I was just trying to find the statistics um, from the last season. I can't find them. Uh, but they're, they're, they're always there or thereabouts when it comes to defence. So I like, I personally, I think Wink Martindale would be an upgrade on Patrick Graham. Um, but at the same time, I think, would he want to make that sideways move to New York? What, what would the incentive be for him to go from a He's currently out of a job. Rank. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, they mutually, they mutually, he left with um, mutual consent or whatever the way. The, oh, you see, I didn't know that. So that's, that's his incentive then. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, work, so, earning. <laughs> yeah, getting some, getting some green, you know, getting some money. Um, so that's his that's his incentive. There you go. Um, so yeah, Wink Martindale, come along, mate. Come along. Um, to be fair, like if, if we did keep Patrick Graham, I, you know, I wouldn't be disappointed, don't get me wrong, but... Um, I do think Wink Martindale will be an upgrade. Um, obviously, the things for, for Patrick Graham, he's worked with Dale before um, in New England. Um, he, it, you know, his, his defense last year was ranked quite, you know, in the top, you know, top 12, 12 in the league last year. So he's proven that he can he can um, run a solid defense. Um, and he interviewed for head coach as well. So it, it kind of says that. He's got a big. He's had a quite a good impact on the guys in the front office. Um, so I don't know what's. I don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, but one one thing that's always sort of stuck in my mind about our sort of our defensive Patrick Graham is just that it's the the three four. Like for me, like I don't know why, but for me, I just prefer a four three defense. 
I'm the That's same. It's weird, isn't it? I've like I don't know why. Down li- four down linemen, comp- two comedy edge, two, two tackles in the middle, and mate, just I don't know why it just looks better. It just I prefer, but. You know, I've got nothing against Patrick Graham and running his three four because that's obviously the way he likes to run it and, and there's been times where it has worked over the last two years. But personally I think Wink Martindale would be an upgrade on Patrick Graham, but remains to be seen. And they might want they might want to keep Graham on and, and have that consistency, you know, go into his third year and you know, work with the young guys that we've got. Obviously there's gonna be changes as well. Like you said, you know, there, there's we've got to save what is it, twenty million against the cap? as it stands or something stupid like that so there's a lot of money we've got to save and you know a big a, a sort of glaring and candor that's going to come out of that is probably james bradbury right well you know he, I, I he's don't want to give too much away 12 million but... i don't want to give too much away but probably next week's episode we'll go through potential candidates where we can save cap money cap casualties yeah but yeah he's you know there's there's, there's going to be changes on in the defense and i Oh, this is going to be changed across the whole across the whole team, really, because you know we ended the season with fifty-one players, so <laughs> we need to bring in some names. But at the same time, we're going to have to get rid of some to bring some in. Um, so yeah, I'm, I don't know with Patrick Graham. I'm I'm kind of on the fence with it. I don't mind if he goes. I don't mind if he stays. But if he stays, obviously we need to improve on last year. But improving on last year is going to come from improving the offense as well. So if we improve that offense. It's going to mean the defenses are not on the field for as long, and it means they're going to have more of an impact on the game when they are on the field. So, yeah, Patrick Graham, I like him. Um, I think he's a great coach, and I think the players respect him, uh, and I think they do well for him. Um, and he's just unlucky the fact that the offense was so rubbish this season that he couldn't get him off. He, you know, he couldn't get he couldn't get the defense off the field because they were just dead. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know. Continuity and also didn't we retain McGahey as the uh, special teams coordinator? Yeah, that'd be good as well. Like, and also, can we please just draft the uh, assemble our roster with the best players and then pick special teams from that? I'm sick. Of, uh, that's one thing I couldn't stand with Judge. Was always good with special teams. Special teams specific players that give you nothing. No He's depth. special teams coordinator. So what do you expect? <laughs> it was so frustrating. Like, like they never yeah. come in. To play special teams and special teams only, and when he had to take safety reps, he was showing up for for the player he was. It was just so frustrating, and and uh, we traded a sixth where in pick for uh, Crossing, who's a free agent now. And yes, he yes he seemed to play well on um, on special teams, but give nothing to this core cornerback room. This yeah, I mean, spe- yeah, granted, special teams can it can they can make or break a game sometimes, but. How many games are they going to make or break in a year? Yeah, as true, long as your special true. teams, as long as your special teams are consistent, yeah, and they don't, they don't, you know, make fuck ups. They don't, they don't, you know. We're not asking for them to be the best special teams unit in the league because we don't need them to be that. If your offense is good enough and your defense is good enough, your special teams can be mediocre and average, and you're, yeah, you you're still going to go. Get the kicker, punter, nailed down, long stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think I think yeah, Punter needs uh, needs to looking at, but um, Graham Gano I think is a is a is a great kicker, and I think moving forward with him, we should keep him absolutely. Like he's consi- Mister Consistency. Yeah, hundred percent um, agree. But yeah, so I'm I'm we'll see what happens. Um, there's gonna I said, there's gonna be a lot of changes between now and September. There's gonna be a lot of changes between now and probably the end of this month. Um, you know this time of season even though know, the Super Bowl is sort of next week it's only, that's only involving two teams the other 30 teams are thinking about 2022 and rebuilding their their organisation or you know strengthening their organisation and that's definitely what we're doing um, but yeah obviously if we get any more coaching changes you can uh, you can be sure that we will be following them as they come so watch this space and uh, we'll be uh, bringing them to you at a later date um now a Super Bowl fifty six, just over a week away. Um the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh yeah, who I picked last week. Uh upset yeah. Kansas City to win twenty seven twenty four at Arrowhead Stadium. Um in probably one of the biggest championship game surprises in recent memory. 
Um, and what makes it even more crazy is that Kansas City led the game 21 to three at half time, and uh, Patrick Mahomes's fiance was celebrating with champagne at half time, and uh, look what happened. <laughs> well, something Brittany, something isn't it? Brittany, whatever your name is. Her, 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 and his brother are so annoying, aren't they? Oh man, aren't they just? But Brittany, you celebrated way too early, love. You celebrated way too early. You you put a curse on it. Um, but you know, yeah, fair play to the the Bengals. Fair play to Joe Burrow leading his leading his team twenty four unanswered points in the second. Is it twenty four? No, twenty one unanswered points in the second half. Um, and just you know, the the Cincinnati defense just was absolutely balling. Um, you know, BJ Hill and Eli Apple, two ex Giants on that de- on that defense, both Oops. making it into the Super Bowl. Sorry, I thought Hill played well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I thought Absolutely Apple played well as well, but he showed his he had no class. You know, some of the taunting yeah, the, the stuff his... after the game, obviously taunting Tyreek Hill and um, was it Mika Harmon saying, "You know, I've, I've got t- tickets to the Super Bowl for you guys." Blah, blah blah stuff like that. I thought just shut your mouth and and do the talking on the field, and and I think he. he I'm I'm just glad he's not with us anymore. Obviously, the fact that he he came out and, and criticised um, the Giants fan base and the the Saints fan base a couple of weeks ago obviously didn't help either. But you know the fact that we've got the two ex Giants on that Cincinnati defense that held Kansas City to six drives in the second half where they went punt punt interception punt punt and then field goal to end the game to end regulation. Um, they balled out in that second half. So fair play to them. Um, and then obviously uh, Evan McPherson. That's why you draft the kicker, you know. Fearless. Oh, absolutely fearless. But in again, consistency, and you know, and uh, they, he the Bengals received a lot of criticism for drafting him, um, but he's come through and he's come through big, big time for him, and he's he's kicked them to the big game. You know, I remember that feeling. What was it? Twenty eleven. So eleven years ago. When we we're in the big game, big was it twenty? No, twenty eleven or twenty twelve. It was twenty eleven season, but it was twenty twelve. The game wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, ten years ago, I remember that big time feeling. Lawrence Tynes kicking us to the Super Bowl oh, in overtime in San Francisco. Oh, can I just give a yes. Can I just give a shout out to the Bengals Twitter game as well? Because when 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 the Chiefs won the coin toss, the Chiefs Twitter sent out a tweet, all capitals, we won the coin toss. And then as soon as the game was over, the Bengals' Twitter replied to that with, we won the game. <laughs> just we won like, the game, I saw that. Brilliant. Like, Boom. So funny. Boom. Absolutely love it. And you know what? You know, you know, Kansas City have been so used to success over the last few years. Um, you know, give it up to someone else and, and let someone else have a crack at it. And I think... Again, what a turnaround, um, though. From where they've come from the two years oh. ago, picking Joe Burrow number one. And, you know, obviously last season going down with the ACL... He surely he's comeback player of the year. Oh, unbelievable! Fair play to Joe Cole. The uh, what, what he just absolutely balling, and you know Jamar Chase is he is he nailed on rookie of the year? Yeah, oh, yeah, God, yeah. He's, he's different. No here. question in that anymore. Is there? There's no no question in that any anymore. Offensive rookie of the year. Um, you know, I would love to see I'd love to see Cincinnati win it. Um, just because I prefer them to win it over LA, just because. Um, but I personally, do think that um, that LA will win because I think they're the stronger team. But you never know; stranger things can happen. And obviously, like I see, playing the Bengals in the big time, in the big game will be Matt Stafford and the Rams, um, who incidentally will be the second team in consent in consecutive years to play the Super Bowl on the home field, um, having never happened before last year so two years in a row it's happened with the Tampa Bay Bucks last year and the LA Rams this year and it never happened before last year now it's happened two years in a row Mental. yeah crazy isn't it and they're wearing the away uniforms they're wearing white aren't they yeah yeah because the AFC's turned to hope be the like home team if you like yeah but white has seemed to have been a, quite a good luck charm for teams um, in, in big games you know our two What's most brush? recent <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Work for us. Um, I know. I remember. I do remember seeing a stat a little while ago that 
I mean, it was a few years back, but I think it was eight out of the last previous ten up until that point. The winners of the Super Bowl had worn white. I can't remember. It was something stupid like that. Um, but yeah, the Rams obviously beating the 49ers 2017. Um, again, field goal wins the game, you know. Um, and moving on to the second Super Bowl in four years. Obviously, they lost to the Patriots in 2017. Super Bowl 53, the lowest scoring Super Bowl of all time. The most boring Super Bowl of all time. I think it was 3-3 up until the fourth quarter. Something like that. It was just god-awful. So, I, I I really do, do hope the uh, the Rams uh, make a better game at this time. Um, but what do you guys make of the two games at the weekend? Is there anything you particularly liked? Um, I'll be, I only watched the first game, to be honest. Um, the Chiefs-Bengals um, game. And I'll openly admit that I was like, game's done at half-time. I was like, since he might as well go home. It's game over. I don't know what I on earth. Like I, I, I don't know what that play call was before half-time by the Chiefs. I, I could have kicked the field goal. The, the Mahomes chose to throw kind of lateral or even backwards. I, I just don't know what that was about. But at half-time, I was like, yeah, this game's game over. Like, Bengals got no chance. Like the first couple of Bengals drove, they looked awful. They looked. I don't know if the occasion maybe got to them a little bit, to be honest, because obviously their coach has not been in that position before. Burrow and Chase have been there in college football, but college football and a place for the Super Bowl are two very, very different things. So I don't know if maybe the occasion got to them a little bit. Um, so I didn't watch the Rams. I've seen the highlights. Hopefully it knocks on the head all this talk about the Giants possibly making a move for Jimmy G. Don't want him. Forget that. Keep the draft pick and worst case scenario, draft one next year. Um, as for who I want to win it, I'm kind of torn because I'd like the, the one player for the Bengals who um, some Giants fans forget about, it, they've got Michael Thomas playing for him as well. And I'm a, I, 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 Michael Thomas, everything I've read about him, he seems such a great bloke. But they've also got Eli, Eli Apple, who is an absolute scene. And I can't stand him. And for that reason alone, I don't want the Bengals. I just don't. I don't want him to win a Super Bowl at all, ever. Um, and like I say, I've got. I, I like the Rams. I'd like to see Aaron Donald finally win one. I'd like to see Matt Stafford finally win one. Cooper Cup, and of course OBJ. I, I don't think there's many Giants fans that don't like or don't have time for OBJ. Yet he was a little bit of a diva stroke drama queen, or you know whatever. But for what he was for this franchise, you know, like all, all around the world, he, he was just known, Odell Beckham, even my mates knew Odell Beckham. Um, so, yeah, in all honesty, the Bengals have been nice for the the Cinderella story, but I think it'll be the Rams. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is on, um, on Sunday night when I was watching the Chiefs game and the Bengals, was it just me who was sat there thinking, maybe in a year or two, Maybe in a year or two, it might be us. Yeah, you never know. Did you show how you, how you can turn it around? I mean, like the thing, one of the things why I love the NFL as well. Like everything's got stories. I mean, you mean you, you kind of root for all the teams. I mean, you know, any game Sunday, man. If any Joe, if, Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Like if Joe Burrow goes out and wins the Super Bowl, he'll be only the third QB to win a, a college national title and a Super Bowl and the Heisman. Uh, yeah, do you, and do you know who the other two quarterbacks are? Joe and Joe. <laughs> Joe and Joe. They're all called. They're all called Joe. Joe was it Joe Montana and Joe Namath, wasn't it? Joe Montana and Joe Namath. It's it's written in the stars, all right? <laughs> oh, so and yeah, and I mean, um, so it'd be so. Cool he would have done that in three years. I know. If he, if he wins, if he wins next weekend, and he's done that in three years. Yeah, exactly, and then and then and you know, cover from an ACL. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. And like, um, and with the Rams as well, the Rams have, 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 have sort of blown the traditional theory of you need to build through the draft or first round picks uh, or are the stars of your team. Like they've gone and traded all their picks and have got sort of expensive stars on their teams. And they, they've, they've built the, a winning team, haven't they? Really? Yeah, and they fill the rest of the roster because they do so so well picking in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round to be able to pick players who are good starters and then they've been trading their first, second round picks for stars. Like, I mean, 
yeah. look at Matthew Stafford, like he really grinded it out there in, in Detroit for so long and give him absolutely everything. Um, and they just couldn't build it around him enough to, to sort of get them to the big dance, you know, and he's gone over to LA now. They've been able to supply weapons like Cooper Cup, OBJ, Robert Woods, Higby's done his part there. Do you know what I mean like um, Robert Woods is out now as for the season as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is but he's sort of he's, he's helped. You know, he's been a huge part of it though. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. I mean, like, so yeah, it's oh, it's just I just want to say a good game. Do you know what I mean because like sometimes you get to the Super Bowl and um, so late for us, like you're usually. A few pints in anyway, like and and uh, oh, easily if it's a game, game, you just sort of you don't pay too much attention. Like, so I want it to be a gripping game and you know a, a good contest between both teams and yeah, it'd be, it'd be good. Yeah, man. Right, you said about this. Obviously, the Cinderella story, Shane, with um with the Bengals, it'd be a bit of a Cinderella story for Matt Stafford as well as well. I think so. I I'd like to see Matt Stafford win it. I think he deserves to win it. You know, having to go through what 10 years of mediocrity in, in Detroit having a mediocre team around him obviously apart from Megatron um, and now actually to go into LA and improving their offence and improving their team and getting them to the big game um, and hopefully going one better than Jared Goff did four years ago um, but again with the Bengals yeah I, I you know I picked, I picked the Bengals when it came to um the the playoffs as it as it is as a, as a dark horse because I thought they they looked pretty hot throughout the season and I think that again it comes down to um, like their their momentum you know they had the momentum going into the playoffs you know so I don't know which way it's going to go I'd I'd like to see Beckham win a win a win a ring as well like you like you said Shane so and, I wouldn't like to see Eli Apple win a ring. So, again, yeah, it can go either way. But I'm looking forward to the game nonetheless. Um, obviously, that's coming next weekend um, because this weekend we've got the Pro Bowl, which no one's going to be watching because it's rubbish. Aye. Um, and, yeah, exactly. The what? The skills yeah. tournament or something, the skills competition. This year. Yeah. You know what? That's the, that's the only good thing about Pro Bowl week is the uh, the skills competition. I think that's great. The rest of it, just bin it off. Been off the Pro Bowl. We don't need it. It's it's pointless. Um, but yeah, so oh, you know, Evan, to... Evan Ingram's a former Pro Bowler. You know, yeah, last year, mate. Do you know? <laughs> none. Yeah, it means nothing. None of us were any close to making it this year, were we? No. I thought I thought the might have been in for a shit. In all fairness, and maybe even Gano. Yeah. Yeah. Next year. Next year. I, I think maybe Andrew Thomas was. Uh, Harshly overlooked potentially. Any any three if any any three of them had made it, I'd have been like okay, okay fair enough. But oh, fair enough. yeah. Pro, Pro Bowl's just a popularity contest. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much the names you recognise and then you vote for them, isn't it? Because that's 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 whoever gets voted in. Obviously Josh Allen turned down the invite to the Pro Bowl, didn't he? <laughs> Which I thought was quite funny. Um but yeah, there you go. Bowl, um, you have also got an alternative bowl this weekend. Yes, senior bowl, senior bowl, absolutely. Which I will um, be tuned into. I've no doubt you both will. Um, <laughs> I, you, know, you know what? I probably will as well, just because I'm isolating and I've got nothing to do this weekend. So, yeah, <laughs> why not? Why not? So let's see some future prospects that we could be picking at number five and seven. You might find your future college team as well. You never know. Maybe, maybe. Um, but before we finish, I think it would be wrong. Um, I know it's not obviously Giants related, but I think it would be wrong not to mention Tom Brady. Um, obviously, he announced his retirement this who? week after 22 years in the league. Exactly who? But I think it'd be wrong not to mention him. Um, just the seven rings to his name would have been nine if it wasn't for Eli Manning and our Giants winning Super Bowls 42 and 44. Um, what a career he had. They're pretty much the greatest of all time. I don't think there's ever in any doubt anymore. Um it will be strange not having TB12 in the league come September, um, but fair play to him. Hats off to him. Um, he'll be in the Hall of Fame in 2027 when he's eligible. Um, and just what a career. Um, anything to add on that? No, not really. Just, I think it would probably be a little bit weird not having Tom Brady in the league. Probably more so for maybe you two more than me, obviously not being 
into the NFL for as long as you guys have. You know, I imagine ever since you've been following the sport, Tom Brady has, has been in the league. He's been in the league. Um, so yeah, but he's one of them that everyone everyone knows. Even my mates don't, who don't follow NFL, they always say to me, "Brady's the best, are you?" Um, so you know, he he's well known. He's been getting a lot of coverage on Sky Sports News, which I've had on this week. Um, so like literally, everyone knows Tom Brady. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he had a great career. You can't knock what he did. Um, maybe the time is right for him to to call it. I mean, how old is he? Forty four, forty seven? I don't, I don't know. Forty five. So you know what I mean. He's going to be forty-five soon. He said he wanted to play till he's forty-five, and he's just short of it. But you know, playing till he's forty-four, twenty-two years in the league, having having Amazing. seven rings. When he was my age, he still had another fourteen years in the league. For those who got exactly, you can work out my age from. But that. you break. <laughs> you look at him. You, you break break his career down. He's. I saw a stat the other day. He's had three Pro Bowl, uh, three Hall of Fame careers in the space of his career. So they compared it to three Hall of like existing Hall of Famers, and he's got better stats in like those time frames than actually the guys in the Hall of Fame did. So, yeah, just just what a guy, what a player. Um, Kev, anything else to add on Tom Brady? Yeah, I mean he's just he is the goat, isn't he? Like he's just unbelievable. Do you mean pick? One nine nine sixth round, six QBs went before him, and he went out and showed everyone. He I mean he sacrificed so much as well, you know, looking after his body, uh, putting in the effort, putting in the work, um, just 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 a pure winner, um, and yeah, fair play to him. And, and you know, we went on to the Buccaneers and, and showed and showed what he could do then. Like they they were nowhere near being a Super contender before he went there. And, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I think I think yeah, a lot a lot of people doubted whether he could do it in in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, exactly. And I, think, I think a lot of people thought a lot of people thought maybe it was a more Belichick than Brady, but he's gone and proven everyone wrong, and he. Yeah, it's sort of like it has like Shane saying about uh, being a fan for a while. So like, like we've seen we've seen some greats retire recently. I mean, like with Brady Brady this week and and Drew Brees and you know the two Mannings are gone now. Big Ben's retired this year. Philip Rivers is gone. Um, there's so many more. All these, all these guys were the, you know, in in the league. They were young, you yeah. know, first, second, third year quarterbacks in the league when when I started watching the game, and now they've all retired, and it's like, yeah. it just sort of, it's it's mad. It's all a generation's gone by. Yeah. But yeah, you saying about obviously the fact that he was the sixth quarterback taken in uh, in. In two thousand, I think the only one of the six that was taken before him was Chad Pennington. That actually, made a career out of himself. I think you got yeah. had ten years in the league, something like that. The rest of them, there was a couple of guys on there. I was like, I've never even heard of him. You know, have you heard of Giovanni Camazzi? Uh, you know yourself, like you know, every year QBs are taken, and um, so many don't don't hit. Yeah. But hats off, Brady. Um, yeah, bringing play. the curtain down on a on a Hall of Fame goat career, um, and good luck in whatever you do in the future. Um, but yeah, well done. Um, anything to add before we go, guys? Nah, nothing. Nothing from me. Just um, looking forward to the, the the draft coverage starting to to ramp up now. Um, I know I'm already doing a lot of my work out of for the last couple of weeks. I think Kev's delved into it as well the last couple of weeks I'm sure Dan's about to start digging into uh, prospects so uh, all three of us will be draft experts within this, by the time the combine comes around Yeah definitely I mean over the next few weeks we might even drop our top fives at each position and start to get you know wet people's appetites about um, the upcoming draft because like you said we've got two top seven picks and it's massive this is a massive draft for us to to, to kickstart this rebuild. Yeah, man, there's a, there's a lot to come and a lot to look forward to over the next few weeks and months. Um, you know, coming up next week, um, we'll obviously we'll, we'll be sort of the week we'll be in the Super Bowl week, so we'll bring you sort of a little little bit of a preview of that. I think we'll we'll briefly touch on that a little bit more about the more about the game. Um, plus, also any sort of moves or anything else that we make this week regarding coaches um i'm sure there'll probably be more 
um, this week coming up. Um, plus, obviously, what's um, the fallout from the uh, from the senior bowl as well? Who impressed? Who didn't impress? Who you know? Who had a an absolute stinker of a game? Because there's bound to be someone that had a stinker that was expect that had high expectations of them. Um, but it is almost time for me to take more of a backseat as Shane and Kev get into their element. Um, obviously, when we talk, start talking things all college draft and mocks as, as well. Um, and then the big weekend at the end of April to see who we pick in the 2022 draft. But yeah, that is all we've got time for this week. Um, also, get your questions into us as we'll be dipping into our mailbag next week. Uh, as it's been a while since it's been opened. Um, so get your questions into us at Big Blue UK IRL on Twitter. Um, and at the on the New York Giants Fans UK page on Facebook. Get your questions into us um, and we'll get them answered next week for sure. Um, get in touch with us via the usual channels as well. Leave us a review. Uh, we really do appreciate the feedback that you give to us and we appreciate the love that we get from all you listeners as well. So thank you very much. Um, as ever, my thanks go to Shane and to Kev for joining me and to you, the listeners, for tuning in. We are signing off until next time. Go Giants! Giants.